Hello, my name's James Pikeway. Welcome to Potaholics. And this is Tech Talk with Andrew Thomas from DigitalNexa.com, which means if there's something going on in the world of technology, this man will be talking about it. You've dialed into the right place. Tech Talk on Potaholics. <laughs> There we go. That, that, that's the way to start a show. That's the way to get I the day that. going. <laughs> what are you doing? I was, wait, I was waiting for the jingle. I thought the jingle was going to kick in as well. Oh, you're not hearing the jingle today? Because I'm hearing the jingle on this side. No, no, sorry. That's, that's good. As long as you're hearing it, that's, that's good. All right. So I'm just making sure maybe something's not plugged in right, heading out to that's you. What I was looking, that's what I was looking confused. <laughs> I was like... Uh, you know it's the life of zoom i find i've got a million different uh Uh, i can hear it now there we go i got a million different uh connectors going here and the the folks over at at road just did an update on the roadcaster pro which is Uh, not only and i was worried you know as as everyone is when they when you have updates and i thought oh so I took a look and saw what it was going to do, waited till I wasn't going to be using it, went and did the update, quickest update I've ever done in my life. And the guys and gals over there just totally nailed it out of the park. Like they, they really have been listening and just making it really easy. And so one of the challenges is some of the, some of what we do with, with the roadcaster is through this little USB line. And sometimes I forget to take it out and then put in the audio line so that the folks on the zoom can hear the audio. So, Uh, so then it, it, it goes from computer versus going through the mixer. So anyway, not that anyone wants to know that. That's cool, man. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the deck because um, if, if I was doing that, nobody would have heard of anything because I wouldn't have done that. So there we go. Oh, man. Although, although there's this big red button on it. And for some reason, in my mind, red is stop and green is go, but green is not recording and red is recording. And sometimes yeah. I forget to push the button because I say, oh, it's green. It's good. So it's, green. <laughs> it's good. yeah, never good when you're, when you're talking to someone, you're doing an interview and you look down and you go, holy crap, we've been talking for 15 minutes and I haven't pushed the record button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a similar scenario with uh, this digital growth show that we're doing from a webinar perspective. There's been a couple of times when we've kind of forgot to hit the, uh, record uh, button so oh, yeah it's, it's trying to trying to remember everything because the thing is that the, you don't want they haven't managed to dynamically link the recording to the broadcast yet so okay. you click broadcast but it doesn't click in and record automatically so ah, okay yeah, there's there's uh i think a lot, a lot of these you know the work in progress it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey did you catch this uh, i i uh, i just it was on it was in the news yesterday two really cool things first of all I, I found i found this one interesting because we all constantly hear about huawei 5g and the entire world seems to be against them doing that you know nokia's uh, the the ericsson guys anyone but but huawei seems to be who people want to have working with them on their 5g networks Yet Huawei, uh, through the GM, G, uh, what is it called here? Hold on. The GMSE or G, oh, you, you, I mean, I have the, I even have the notes right in front of me. You think I'd be able to read so You them. need to put your, put your seat back in, James, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the GSMA Arena survey has, has come through with sales results, says Huawei has topped Samsung this month as the world's largest smartphone maker. They've sold more mm-hmm. units than Samsung. And I thought that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with what's going on at the moment. Um, just uh, just because, obviously, you know, China getting back to back to business a bit quicker, perhaps yeah. people buying a few more phones. So, and perhaps people 
uh, yeah, doing that. I, I wonder. So, um, yeah, I mean, they were they were always kind of poised to do that, weren't they? Yeah, they were poised to overtake and uh, and kind of crack on, as it were. Um, I don't. Uh, do they do similar to Samsung, where they have things like washing machines and I, you know what, a whole range, or is it just I, electronics? I, can't I, I think it's just electronics, as far as right. I understand. Okay. You know, and and they they really went full hard, as we all know, into the router system for industrial yeah. routers for phone companies, and so they're really big in there. But there, there's all that fear yeah. of backdoors and the Chinese yeah. government with access to information and sharing information and the links between companies and the government because of the communist state so yeah I, you know and i don't i honestly don't know how much of that is is rhetoric and how much of that is true so it's yeah. it's a tough one but as far as phone sales they're doing pretty good the other one that caught yeah. my mind caught my attention was instagram is poised to overtake twitter as a news source which to me is is really concerning in any case when instagram and twitter are the place that people are going for their news it's like <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a scary, scary scenario, isn't it? Yeah. It is. But, but you know that people do it. I've, I've heard it yeah. over and over again from, from friends and from students. They'll say, oh, sir, did you hear? And I'll say, I didn't hear that. Where'd you hear that? Oh, I got it off Twitter. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And where did you get it off to? I got it from a friend who heard it from, who read it in. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah. And have you gone to read I, the I, source? I, I was quite surprised, actually, when, when, you, when you put this in the notes. Um, I kind of feel like I'm pretty up to date in the social scene, but I didn't, I just didn't, that's something that an, a stat that I just wouldn't expect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess obviously the format has changed allowing that, that stories environment, but, um, and I look, I'll, I'll be honest, I think, I think here, interestingly, um, the, the authorities have had a, done a really good job as informing people about what's going on, rules, there's changing regulations every day, fines, and they've been communicating that through uh, uh, Instagram quite yeah. effectively. Well, you- so I guess um, I guess I just don't, you know, I, I mean, I don't see going to the Wall Street Journal on Instagram or, or <laughs> you know, kind of FT or, or whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think Instagram and where it really becomes king and I think where our our traditional media really works out is they're really good at making infographics so if they can take the infographics so if the wall street journal and like the government let's face it the government of any country is the largest public relations you know creator public pr content creator uh, of of anyone in the land yeah. in any country they do a great job of it so so instagram as we know is images so if you can create the great infographic or and i, lo- I love instagram because you can use the slide feature so you can have five or six images yeah. in a row with a little bit of content on them fire a bit of it into the text put the link on away you go like it makes it work really well so i, I think from that was- sense it makes sense well it's interesting so i was looking at the wall street journal yeah so i was just um so I don't follow them on Instagram, um, but I pretty much follow them everywhere. And what they're saying is visual storytelling from Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So I think, as you said, look, yeah, there's a lot of infographics. There's video content, obviously. There's kind of sound bites. Yeah. So actually, I think I'll tell you what, I'm going to start following them. <laughs> and I'm going to see. Oh, and look, here it's popped up on my other things. FT, yeah. Bloomberg Business. Yeah. I'm going to start following them. Oh, New York Times. Yeah, interesting. Bloomberg. I'm gonna I'm gonna start following them, and then okay, well, perhaps me... we could report back and see. Uh, I, I guess it, from a news source, like you said, are you going to a trusted news source, or or am I, or is it you or me? 
yeah. you know, going up on Instagram <laughs> and, and saying, oh, listen, man, did you hear? You know, yeah. I think, but saying that, I mean, a lot of this is opinion, opinion based, you know, activity, right? So even LinkedIn, to be fair, mm. you and I could go on LinkedIn today, we could do a webinar and we could talk about how there's a new social media platform called Twitchily. Yeah. And and we could go on about it, and, yeah. and actually, there there is no such social media platform called Twitchly, but but we've just done a whole hour show on it. <laughs> I, I think I think what makes you know the the Wall Street Journal or the National or Golf News or any of these you know local versus international versus regional news sources yeah. who then go on to say Instagram, at least they've got a set of editors, and there's someone who's fact checking. We hope and going over stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so they're, they're inevitably not really fast at getting information up, but they do get information that typically you can trust. When I say fast, they're not going to do it instantly. They do have their web guys and gals who are... But they have the whole, they have the whole team, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they've got, you know, they're, they're, a story will hit some... I mean, traditionally, and you, you've been in that environment in ARM where a story will hit the desk and people will go, yeah, really? Yeah. You know, like, let's send the guys out, let's investigate. Whereas a lot of the time online news sources go wow this is yeah. great Bam. yeah <laughs> you know and, and that's 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 really been the, the challenge hasn't it yeah um, for sure but for a lot of people to, to to kind of put that up and especially actually in this part of the world it's a super challenge because obviously you know things are a bit stricter as far as what can be reported yeah. um you know it has to go through the media offices and stuff so i think i, I honestly i mean i think the, the news that we hear is is you know facts checked back and forth back and forth i mean it's it's pretty much and there's a whole load of laws associated to not having uh misinformation out there so yeah it's it's i think we're quite lucky where we are yeah. um but um yeah I, I don't know i'm i'm not i'm not a big uh, i'm not a big instagram news yeah. guy <laughs> I, you know i i gotta say uh, me neither me neither uh, and, yeah. and i'm into news i mean i they come up on my feeds but I don't know how many of them I actually spend a lot of time looking at. I guess that's something I should probably do a, a weekend. What am I actually looking at on my Instagram feed? Keep track of it. That would be a good idea. Just a little, a little fun no, to see. Range, no, it's range, yeah. no, it's range, no, it's range. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you, did you catch on the news that the, the Dubai government has opened up a new school that is dedicated completely to new media? No, do tell. Well, this this is kind of interesting. Here, let me. Get, I'm just going to jump into. Oh, of course, the national, and uh, let's see if it, if it's still. So, what they've done is there is a new media school that is being opened up in uh, Knowledge Village, and this is uh, His Highness is behind it, um, and and literally it is a world standard institution that is geared around new media and it's geared around producing online content. And they're, they've brought Amazing. in, they've brought in folks and the curriculum is being built with, with folks, you know, who are world leaders in all of this small co yeah. cohort of students that they're are going to go through it. And they're, they're going to make them better storytellers that, that works well for the state works well for private industry, but really teaches them how to do Instagram, how to create content, how to format infographics, how to do research online, etc. So the sort of the, the the online journalist in a sense 
for the future. But, and, and I thought that was, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, when I looked at the, the names of the people behind it, a who's who, when we start talking about schools out of Europe, schools out of the U S like it is literally those, those professors who've helped them create the content, who are, who are the name, you know, the names that you think of when you talk about what's going on with, with our, our new media, but also a whole other interesting side of it. One of the guys who's behind it, who who's working at leading this this adventure, is a familiar name and a familiar face. One of the Wild Peta Boys, who uh, yeah. and uh, Payman Parham is is behind it. Uh, well, he's he's, oh, he's cool. and you know this is this is kind of an interesting because because that whole family is is just uber creative. So you know you've got you've got their 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 DJ Bliss brother, you've got their sister who is the first pastry chef, uh, Emirati pastry chef at Jumeirah in the Jumeirah Group, and we've seen Sar- Sahar in in the press. And um, Payman is at the top of the ladder running the show for this new institute. And, and, yes. and it's funny because I was talking to a few folks and they're saying, oh, really? And, and, how does, and I said, hey, this, this guy has been doing stuff with... Trailblazer. Our, yeah, well, you know, trailblazer. Yeah, he's, he's been doing it for years. And so, I, you know, when, when it says, you know, their, their own business, whether it's their travel shows, whether it's their online products. And then in, in Payman's case, this gentleman has worked at RTA. He's worked at a number of government offices as like their communication leader. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like a no brainer that who am I going to bring in yeah. to run this? Him. And yeah, so, I, mean, that, I guess it, it makes sense that the, the, the real challenge they have is that things change so quick, don't they? Yeah. In the uh, in the online space, I mean, that's uh, that's I imagine that's a real tall task for anyone that's kind of uh, you know producing that curriculum or making sure that uh, making sure that they're on top of things because things do just move so fast now. Well, and uh, you know, people have an idea and they've got a website up within an hour. Yeah, it's literally that quick, isn't it? It it is, and and I think it's it really is a challenge. It, this uh, the institute, by the way, is called the uh, hold on a second. The New Media Academy <laughs> aims to train future workforce to be leaders in an increasingly growing field of digital marketing, and uh, you know, so they launched the new New Media Academy, an institution created to equip new graduation, new generations of media professionals with digital media skills and uh, new media is a new science. It has its tools, its secrets, and we want our talent to be at the forefront of this. And where did he announce all that? Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) No Instagram. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, July 7th is when they will open. They're going to have a physical presence and an an online presence. So that's kind of cool. You know, when you start thinking where things are going. And I guess it's, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as an educator who teaches in that area crosses over quite a bit i kind of, it's it was it was interesting because i when i started talking to some of my colleagues they kind of went huh that's kind of what we're sort of teaching this is and i said well you know this is this is a kick in the pants for us to be a little mm-hmm. bit more nimble a little bit quicker and a little bit more responsive and i think as an academic that's a real challenge because we're not fast you know, we're, we're going to change the curriculum. I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably pull you out of that. So when you say we, you could probably <laughs> say the collective we, but I think you, you've, you've managed to maintain, you know, almost traditional professional broadcast, uh, activity whilst always bringing in new things. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, perhaps we is, 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 yeah, collective we, but, but for you, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think I think you're you're already there. I mean, you're doing the podcast and you're doing your online course for the summer. 
Man, and you, then, you know, every, you, you're teaching students, you jumped off uh, whatever it was you couldn't use, you jumped on Instagram Live to keep teach the, teach the kids. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I think you're there, dude. <laughs> you, you know, the, the crazy one is, uh, so I was teaching my summer class, and I, I, I've, I've been moaning for years. A, a term I, I pulled from you actually about leaving stuff on the table from a business sense you know you go into a meeting and you leave it all on the table and you walk out and and so i i I constantly you you kind of constantly ring out in my head as i'm doing my classes because i realize that as professors what a waste we go in Mm. we teach we give the students the goods there's there's gold that we're we're talking about and we're presenting it and it's gone it's just like So yeah. the online world has, has presented a great opportunity and I, I'm trying it in the summer right now is because it's, a, I'm using zoom, but if you're using meet or if you're using iConnect yeah. or WebEx, everything's recorded. So yeah. we, I, I obviously I give the students all the recordings, but man, those recordings are long and I give them the raw. I just say, here you go. Here's raw. And then, yeah. and then I create a podcast where I've edited out a lot of the, 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 the stuff that doesn't really matter. So, you know, yeah. and I put the podcast together and I do a podcast form. So it's got an intro. It sounds like a podcast, nice. a little music. And I, and I put it up for my students and I give it to them, but I put it up for anyone. So it's, they're all up there yeah. sort of, you know, this is yeah. my summer class. And the response from the students has been incredible. They said, why, yeah. why, why don't we always do this? And I said, yeah, I, yeah. I said, well, I said, look, it takes me about an hour to put it together and I've got to go listen to it and, and yeah. this and that. And, you know, that's quite a bit of time, but what it's, what it's done. And when I'm finished it, this is the best part is, and actually I was talking to someone yesterday a communication guy. And I was talking about, you know, cr- reading and creating written, written content. And he kind of looked at me and said, mm-hmm. but does anyone read anymore? Like who would read the written content? And I said, I don't know, but I think. There's, there's a whole bunch of gold as a, again, Andrew Thomas says, don't leave it on the table. So mm-hmm. what I'm, what I'm going to experiment with is someone fired at me and I was telling you about it last, last time we podcasted about oh, audio to transcript. Right. So I'm going to take all of my classes in the raw form and I'm going to trans, I'm going to, I'm going to get the transcript of the class, edit it down yes. and create a set of lecture notes that ultimately become the class textbook with the links and stuff to it and see how that works. Yeah. Very cool. Cause I'm thinking, why not? Why not? It, it, it's yeah, so- totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing is that you're pretty much, I mean, there's zero excuse not to learn really at yeah. that point. You know, when you, when you kind of, when you're kind of doing it live and it's on video and it's on podcast and it's text based, I mean, yeah. sort of putting together a short animation. Yeah. Uh, showing, showing I might the, do that. <laughs> pretty much you pretty much got all the bases covered right well if, if i can do it adult swim style or rick and morty style then yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you'd have a cult following if you could do rick, rick and morty rick and morty style could you imagine yeah, i'd watch it <laughs> so i'm you know i'm pretty I, I was pretty you know pretty i'm pretty happy with myself but you know does this is and then this becomes a problem right because here you have an academic like myself who's who's really you know someone said to me well you know why what what are you doing as an academic aren't you doing research and i said i'm concerned with how i get content to my students that's that's what that's why i'm in academia so i'm concerned with the flow of the message i'm concerned with the the structure of the message i'm that's that's my area so well you should write on it said yeah i I said i could but i'm concerned with making it at this point i'm the doer you research it i'm gonna do it you're not doing it but you're researching it so it's it's like yeah 
there's different things, but that's in, in the academic world, that is a tough sell because if you're not yeah. researching it, what's the value of it? And I'm going, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, make, you're making, uh, making it more available yeah. um, for, for, you know, to make sure that people actually digest yeah. all of this hard work that's put in. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see at the end of the day, I get all the, I've got all the content. So I'm thinking when it comes to what you've said, what you've produced, where you've put it online. And then if you, you create some printed versions of it, I still own all the, I mean, I, I, obviously my institution owns the content, but, but I still have access to it. And I'm thinking that's, that's the cool thing. That is the really cool side of it. So I think the, you know, that's kind of the upside of the COVID world. It's really, and as we said, as you've constantly said, it's really pushed businesses to start thinking about their online presence and how they use their content and how they reuse their content and how they get it out there. And yeah, I don't think it's just given people time to evaluate really. So not that there's any, it's strange. It's not that there's any more time. I guess the thing is that what's been taken away um, it's a social time. So yeah. I think that social time, people have either kind of replaced that social time with reading a book or, you know, but a lot of people have kind of, you know, tried to better themselves or better their organization uh, during that, during that non-social time. So I think, um, yeah, I think there's definitely been some interesting developments uh, that, that have come out of it for sure. And you'll see, I mean, we'll see obviously uh, in the next couple of years, you know, how, how successful some of those things are. It'll be interesting to see the the folks over at Roar. That's Pallavi Dean and Richard Dean and 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 the crew over there uh, have have just done a survey and done some a, a white paper on education environments and talking about okay, COVID's come in. It's it's turned everything on its head. What are our schools? What what is our education system going to look like? What could it look like? And how has what's going on around the world? How is this? how is this sort of opening an opportunity for us to, to move very quickly to change the way we do things? And I thought kind of cool. And I, I suppose mm. others are having this discussion, but I'm not hearing it in, I'm, I'm hearing more reactionary conversations as opposed to visionary future conversations saying, look, let's, let's do it this way and let's make it the way. So it'll, it's, and I guess it's kind of hard, right? Because there's a whole psychological element to all of this change. I mean, you're getting it with business as well. I'd be curious how many people are, when you're, when you're talking to, to folks about the business, Andrew, how many people want to have hands-on meetings now? How many people say, ah, can we meet face-to-face as opposed to, can we, can we boot up Zoom and do it? Have you, have you got folks who want to go back to the old way now? Yeah, there are some people that want to. Uh, there are some people that want to um, kind of move back and start to see people again. I mean, I think um, so I've probably had more meetings. Well, of course I have. I've had more meetings in the last week than um, than I have um, in the, in the last uh, you know ten weeks. Um, but um, I, I think there's still this this this. I think things are just different now. So ordinarily you'd go and, you know, rush to meet someone, but now it's okay. Let's, you know, do the first, perhaps first touch on zoom. Let's kind of establish if there's anything there for either of us and then, and then kind of move forward. So I think, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it, it very much depends where you're at as out of business. I think, mm. um, if you're, as you said, if you're more reactionary and you haven't kind of changed your way of work or the way of thinking over the last uh, three months, and you've just gone back to old habits. Yeah. Um, those companies are still there. Those, you know, that's that's the guys that um, gone back in the office and 
you know, perhaps aren't doing the social distancing because they just are, you know, and, yeah. and, and, um, you know, you're going to get that, but you're going to obviously get the complete opposite side, which is, uh, you know, still looking at leveraging tech, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and kind of having conversations around that, uh, and, and making sure that this is still part of the experience. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think the time savings, I think the time savings, I think the time savings is immense. And I know Mm. for you, that time savings trans translates into more meetings. So you can, whereas in, in a daily situation, you might be able to do four or five meetings where now you can do seven, eight, nine, 10, probably if you really stacked them back to back because you have no commute time, you have turn it off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and that's the same for the team. I mean, the team, you know, you, when you're reducing, when you're taking an hour out of your commute time, um, you know, and also just the ability to, to, to focus on, on certain things, you know, when you're, when you're in the, uh, the office environment, sometimes a lot of distraction. Yeah. Um, whereas obviously you, you can kind of head down and crack on. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I think when you've got all the access to everything you need on here and as you've said, there's, there's, so much tech out there to help us now. Yeah. And, and I think that tech's always been there, but we just haven't, haven't looked for it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and you wouldn't, right. I mean, why would you look for a transcriber audio to, to text if you didn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, think, I think a lot of that has been there and has always been there. Uh, but, but obviously you just don't, you, you we've not had a need for it. Right. Yeah. Um, and and you know so that that opens up that big question right as you as you start playing with it is is how savvy are people at using the tools and i'm even so we're three months into to doing a lot of zoom stuff i'm i'm on the fence on two things one i i want to go back to the rove and be doing our podcast face to face because i like Mm. the dynamic and i like the audience and i like but it really is convenient doing it this way you know we sit here we're seeing as long as our lines work well uh Mm. that that makes it really simple, right? I mean, you're, you're in the other end of the city. We, we mm. both would have about a 40 minute, half an hour to 40 minute commute to mm. get to the Rove. I like the Rove and I love doing it there and we will go back, but there's, there's that trade off, right? The, the other side is I'm still surprised three months in, and you must notice this as well. The number of people who are really terrible at using the medium and I, I saw one the other day and I, I was just, first of all, the way the person was, was dealing on it. And I just wanted to say, go and look at my tips. Look, they're online. Yeah. Go look at my tips because you're horrible. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I had one person the other day who was it, was, it was literally, they were in an interview, Andrew, and then they decide they're going to show us something on their screen and they didn't know how to do share screen. And I'm just going, you're in the interview and you're telling me right now, you don't know how to use this stuff. And why wouldn't you have rehearsed this before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that seems a bit crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you rehearse it before? I mean, it's oh, not rocket science There's a big green button at the bottom yeah. of the screen. So, <laughs> and yeah. why would you be yeah. telling me you've never used this before? This is my first time trying it. I'm going to try it right now. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, in my mind, it's like, you really don't want this job. Like you really yeah. are just putting a pie in my face. It's self-sabotage. Yeah. Point, right? Oh Yeah. And, and then just the whole presentation thing, you know, and I'm just going, the, this particular person I was watching, they, they had their, their computer on the desk, right? So the camera's aimed up, but they kept hitting the desk. So you kept hearing their hands hitting the desk. And I'm just going, what are you doing? That's, that's a, I mean, that, that's a big thing. Um, I, I don't think I'll put it in the notes, but, but obviously Google Meet 
um, have, have almost uh, have almost kind of smashed this completely. Yeah. I mean, they've got noise cancellation. Yeah, isn't that on amazing? Their, uh, on on their meeting now. So I mean, even to the point where you could type, obviously, uh, and you wouldn't hear the clicking in your in your ears. So yeah. I think um, I mean that, that that to me goes straight to the fact that um, obviously you know people are thinking about how they're using the the platform I mean, yeah. Microsoft Teams has that blur background. Right. Yep. You've seen that. Yeah. Um, so that again is you just kind of focus on the person. I find that a bit creepy actually. I've got to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I did, uh, I had a meeting with someone the other week and they had a blurred background and they kind of moved and then it was, it was clear here, but yeah. it, it, I mean, I, you know, I, I guess I, you know, and then, and then you find yourself going, well, what, what is in the background that they want to blur? Like, is it dirty washing or like unwashed dishes or, you know, what, what are they trying to blur? You know, yeah. their comic book collection behind yeah. them. I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, I mean, that, that noise cancellation is going to be a bit of a game changer, I think. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, any, any kind of improvement in audio, I think is going to be helpful. You know, the, um, the that's sometimes the challenge because people will have, you know, like plugged in or I look for a lot of people as well. I mean, they, they, they've never used their camera on their laptop. Right. They've never right. done any of this. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's all of those, those, those challenges in there. I, I want to quickly jump into one of the other big things I think in the week, which was the WhatsApp. Oh um, man. Payment. Man, I'm all over that. I, I, they're starting in Brazil, but I, yeah. my, my first question was, okay, how's this going to work? You, you link up your WhatsApp payment to your debit card, to your Visa card, to your MasterCard, makes the payment in. Yeah. If I'm a business, it's going to cost me 4%, you know, as a service charge. That's right. Yeah. I'm thinking that I could live with that. If I'm selling my shirts and yeah. I'm using WhatsApp and it's going to cost me 4% to have the benefit of getting that cash directly into my, my account, game yeah. changer. This is a pretty big game changer. Well, I think the, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is that this has been working in Facebook Messenger for years. Yeah. So you know, business, not here, but in in the US, you know, you can you can do everything in Messenger that you could do on a website. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Face uh, WhatsApp, obviously owned ultimately by Facebook. Um, they um, they remind you of that now when you open up, right? You open up WhatsApp and it's like powered by Facebook. Um, but what's interesting now is that, that that is going to be available on a WhatsApp environment. I, I think this could be huge for this part of the world. Yeah. So, you know, as much as WhatsApp still probably you find it with perhaps your friends and family in, in North America, you go, hey, can we jump on WhatsApp? WhatsApp? I don't use WhatsApp. Same thing in the UK, but, but here it's massive. And yeah. from a business perspective, um, it's just giving people another option to, to kind of, you know, transact yeah. Uh, with with your customers, I mean, uh, Amit and I did a did the digital growth show last week about e-commerce and how e-commerce doesn't necessarily mean Amazon, right? Mm. I mean, e-commerce now Facebook shops was launched obviously a couple of weeks ago that we spoke about. So within your Facebook fan page, you'd be able to shop directly. You don't have to go out to a web page. And same thing for WhatsApp. You know, I could jump on WhatsApp and like for your shirts, for example. Your guy, where is he in Indonesia? Is it Indonesia? You yeah, yeah, Bali. Sure. I, I got, I got, I got, I got a, a setup in Bali where I've got some folks who make them for me when I yeah. can make the trip. And I got a guy in Rashidia actually. So uh, oh, okay, so I got yeah, so so. Let's take your Rashidia dude, right? I mean, now he's got a WhatsApp for business number. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily need a website. Yeah, right. So jumps on WhatsApp. Hey, you know, dude, what what was your new material? Here's the images. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, I want that one. How much is that one? It's here. Here's a payment link. Bang, you're yeah. done. 
I mean, that's it. It's, it's kind of enabling easier transactions is, I think, it's, it's just going to revolutionize the e-commerce space. Yeah. It really will, you I, know, because there, there's going to be some decisions that are made uh, based on that. And then also if you add in the automation and the bots as well, yeah. you know, you could really – Ultimately, your your business could be open twenty four seven just on WhatsApp. Yeah, right. You well, could have your WhatsApp number, and you know you could just okay. What are you looking for? I'm looking for shirts. Okay, men's shirts, men's. Click, 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 and it's all decision tree. And at yeah. the end of it, you've transacted while you're laying in bed. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I think for for small small businesses, cottage businesses, this could be a big game changer for those folks who suddenly can get into the game and and take because what's that's the big one right if i if you're out say you're you're set up somewhere you got a car boot sale even and i've got something and now i want to make a transaction and oh i don't have the cash to say got whatsapp we'll do it right through whatsapp i mean this could be a great way to see business take on a whole new level of of yeah uh, I, integration I, I think um i just hope it comes to this part of the world yeah it's um it's just wildly frustrating i mean as you said i mean some of those Small businesses elsewhere in the world, they can use um, they can use Square. Yeah. So the integration payment, it's an application on your phone. You can accept debit cards. I mean, now more people are encouraging contactless payments. People are making more payments online. So I think all of this, um, you know, hopefully will become available in this part of the world. Uh, I mean, it's interesting they've they've chosen Brazil. I mean, Brazil. The thing about which works, which always links Brazil and this part of the world is is social media usage. Mm. Like I think they're number two or three in the world over there as far as Facebook. And we have huge usage in this part of the world, but they tend to, just because some of the banking regulatory um, here, it's, 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 it's harder to get online, right? right? Let's say, I mean, you and I, if we wanted to fire up a shop on Shopify, we want to start sending sunglasses, we could do, in under 30 minutes in yeah. the UK or North America, but here, you know, with the licenses and in the bank and then it's just, yeah, it's just, it's a bit more painful. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so people tend to tend to avoid it. And I think that's almost like the last, the last stepping stone for entrepreneurs here. It's like the, it's, it's like the last hurdle. There's such an entrepreneurial spirit in this yeah. part of the world, but that like, that's like the last hurdle, right? Yeah. You can do everything up to this point, yeah. you know, workarounds and, you know, but but it's um, yeah, it, it's I, I think this moves again towards the the WeChat environment. So you know, they've made it pretty clear that they want to have that WeChat style where you do everything within one yeah. you know app, and that app could either be Facebook Messenger or it could be in this case WhatsApp. So I think you're going to start to see that platform grow because it hasn't really changed much. No, right? No, WhatsApp hasn't really. It's the you same as it's always been. Where you, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's it's kind of uh, hasn't really, and I, I think it's interesting they've decided not to go down like the work route because yeah. there's a lot of people to use WhatsApp for work. Yeah, you know WhatsApp groups and broadcasts and stuff. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, what what do you think is going to happen with voice over IP? Because you know we're talking on Zoom, especially in this part of the world. All, a lot of these different things have been enabled during the, the Corona lockdown. We're slowly coming out of that. Do you think things are going to loosen up if you were to crystal ball gaze or do you think they're going to lock them back down again? I think they'll lock them back down. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think it will, I think it will go back to possibly how it was before where, yeah. 
from a business perspective, you were allowed to use it. So on a business line, you could do, you know, VoIP and stuff because yeah. obviously from a business perspective, it makes sense. Um, I, I think that because now if you sign up for an Atisla or do phone, you have an option of five VoIP providers, yeah, Votim and, and a few others. Why would they do that? If, 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 you know, why would they do that if they weren't going to kind of revert back? Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. I hope not. Um, but, but, uh, but I, I, I fear that we could go back. Mm. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting and i i guess they're you know again coming back to that educational side that it opens up a whole bunch of questions if you know i'm an educator how and and using these things do i do i go into a boaten kind of situation that means all my students need to get it and we communicate I, that I, way i think like i mean I, I think what you know this is this is a challenge for us before obviously you could say from a business perspective it's a business line yeah you've got a business line and you've got a personal line as you said the challenge is how do I how do I manage that if if I'm a student right and yeah. I'm at home I'm on a home line um, so yeah I think um, I, I mean I, I hope that um, it just might be more regulated that's all yeah it might possibly. be that you can use you know this platform they might come to a global agreement with Zoom or, or Microsoft or yeah. you know I mean those conversations must be going on at the moment they because be. they I mean I, I think even at the the, the kind of Atisla and do level. They, they enabled, um, I mean, somehow they enabled more bandwidth for educational establishments mm. um, at the beginning when obviously educators were still in the, yeah. the schools. Um, and I've heard some schools, the educators are going back in. Um, I don't know if you guys are doing that yet, but I've heard that there's some educators going back to campus and kind of teaching remotely. So yeah. I don't know. I, I know that, that the campus is now open and I guess, I mean, I've got two weeks of summer school left, so I, I think I can manage it from yeah. home, but I could see easily how some of my colleagues might say, you know what? I got better bandwidth at the university. They got a way bigger pipe. Yeah. There's no one using it. So there's no students yeah. there. So this is going to be a great way to, to get my content out. I could, I could easily see that. And, and, and even going back in the school year, if we were going to go back a 50, 50 or a hundred percent online, but being at the institution with the nice bandwidth to get the stuff loaded up, then it becomes just the issue for the students on their side with their bandwidth to download it. But if I can get it up nice and crystal clear and have no issues, then it's only one side that has to worry. And, and that's, I think that could be a very interesting way of looking at it as well as it support, you know, at home, you have no it support at the university, you got full it support. So, you know, if there's a, a problem with the network, they can solve it. If there's a problem coming into your room, they can solve it. So there's a lot to be said for that and and just tweak you know tweaking your machine saying okay these are the settings you need to have everything on for optimum use in in our environment so could be interesting yeah could be very interesting one more thing i wanted to fire out because we had the blow-up scooter on the last show which i still think is kind of cool and there's another scooter that's out laptop sized and i put it into the notes there's a laptop size scooter that literally looks, it looks like you've got your, your That's standard everyday MacBook Pro with wheels on it. And I thought, yeah. man, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this feels this feels a hell of a lot cooler than my one last week, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, you put a you put a unicorn uh, thing on on the one that you you had last week, and I think you're you're laughing. And I I think this could be pretty good too. This this scooter, I think it 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 just. I just I just worry about um, 
I, I mean, falling off it. Yeah, well, that's it's the other kind thing. Of, I mean, it, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the video, and they're saying that it's a eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the guy obviously, you know, whizzing around town on it. Um, it looks looks pretty easy. Looks pretty. Excuse me. Sorry. It looks pretty stable. Sorry, See the the beauty of doing uh, this on pretty, Zoom is I don't have to worry about getting any uh, moist droplets. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so I mean, it looks it looks pretty stable, and he yeah. looks he looks as though he's uh, not having an issue or no. a care in the world. You know, he's going up, he's going up curbs and all sorts, and going yeah. over. Um, but I, but I wonder. I mean, I just, um, I don't know. It, 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 it does look. <laughs> well, I mean, the crazy thing is, well, you jump off of it and it and it stops. Yeah. I just want, I wonder how long the charge lasts for. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. I fancy getting one. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I'd um, like to see it. I'd like to see but, it. But, uh, yeah. It would be, it'd exactly. be cool. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I want to fire back at you, and then, you know, I've got to go teach, you got to go work, is there, do you remember months ago you were, you were sharing with me, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was my, my buddy in Canada because, you know, and, you know, I got a, I got a buddy who lives pretty close to Kelly and I think there's something in the air there because people start to go a little bit, uh, you know, uh, redneck country kind of thing. And th- this dude that and it might have been you, but it might have been someone else is, is, was telling me about they were watching train videos just of trains going through Sweden or something. And it's just it's okay. kind of like watching the fire. You know, you, you know, you have your virtual fireplace, virtual train yeah. ride from the, the, the engineer's perspective. And it's just the train driving. And he said he could watch it for hours. And I thought, oh, that's really wacky. Uh, but. I put a link into the notes and I'll share it with in, in the, the description of the podcast. This is the weirdest thing that is so addictive. It is a shoe repair guy who's, who's, who's bringing back to life old shoes, you know, like Reeboks and Adidas. Yeah. yeah. And it's a video and videos of the person doing it. And it's, it's weird because it just shows them taping up the shoe, changing the colors, bringing the rubber back to life, but all the steps. And it's just a live, live in time shoe repair video that you would think, why would I watch that? And you start watching it and you can't stop watching it. (laughs) There's no sound either. There's no one talking. You just hear the sound of the tape being put on and and I'm watching and I'm watching the person tape up the shoe and I'm going, Oh, where's this all going? And then they get out this dye to redo the, the, the suede. I'm going, Oh, this is cool. And then I'm thinking, I just wasted an hour of my life. Why am I watching this? (laughs) This feels a bit like a conversation I had with my wife many years ago when we used to watch Deadliest Catch and I think we were probably six or seven episodes in and it was kind of like we've just been watching people fishing for crap like I mean nothing is the same every episode (laughs) you know it is exactly the same like the same you know oh is is the box going to be is the net going to be empty oh they got crab I mean and it's kind of you know so I think that's I think that's the thing so um yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. But I mean, that's that's quite a nice way to waste, uh, to, to, to kind of re-energize your mind, I guess. Yeah. Focus on another thing. For sure. Andrew, as always, this cool. has been a total blast. Always enjoy it. Potaholics is what you're listening to. This is Tech Talk with Andrew Thomas from DigitalNexa.com. You want to get in touch with us? It's really simple. Potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Follow us across all the socials. Potaholics with a K. And however you're listening to us, 
rate us, drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. More to come as always. We got what over almost I think we got over 200 shows in the bag. Go and check us out www.potaholics.com and we'll be back at you really soon. You've been listening to Tech Talk with Andrew Thomas and myself, James Pikeaway. Back at you real soon. Thanks.